Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen. What's up, everybody? This is Wildcat Radio 2.0. I'm Adam Green. He's Brett Barry. And suddenly, Brett Barry is not the biggest loss the state of Arizona has had to Seattle. Because <laughs> Arizona's head football coach, Jed Fish, it came out Sunday that he had agreed to become the new coach of the Washington Huskies, who were looking for a coach because their coach, Glenn DeBoer, had taken over for Nick Saban, who retired. The coaching carousel, Arizona was caught up in it, and now the Wildcats are without the guy who took them from the absolute depths of college football to 10 wins in the Alamo Bowl and the Big 12 favorites next season. So, yeah, good times. So first, I would just like to say, I think your opening statement is a matter of perspective, Adam. <laughs> like sources it, do indicate it, that Jeff Fish was following Brett Barry to Seattle. So if Brett had never left, this you know this never would have happened. That, That's... If that is the case, I apologize to all the Wildcats out there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's been a whirlwind of a, a couple of days, right? <laughs> um, and I think. The right it's funny because i've been kind of processing it as you know i'm a, we're i think we're both safe to say we are arizona fans but i think we try to take an even keeled approach to this and i have a i have simul i'm able to hold a lot of feelings and thoughts in my head simultaneously on this subject uh and i'll maybe just list a couple of those things out initially yeah like yeah does it suck that fish is leaving yes it does um three years ago we all knew if if you would have said, uh, hey, this known job hopper is going to come in and you're going to win 10 wins and win the Alamo Bowl and be a top 10-ish team three years from now, and then he bails, we also would have all taken that trade mm-hmm. 100%. Um, that being said, and, and, and I do actually, I'm not, you know, it remains to be seen. I think... Uh, Fish's success here has shown that you can, in fact, win here, which leaves the program inherently in a better place than when he took it over. All those things are true, in my opinion. They are. And you go back to about three years ago when Arizona hired Fish. There are a lot of people like, Jed Fish? Like, what? This is not going to work out. This is going to crash and burn. And the fact that people are upset about him leaving is a testament to how great a hire ended up being and how good a job he did. And it's mostly, I think, just a disappointment that it seemed like the job wasn't done, right? Jed Fish, even as recently as like a week ago, was talking about how he was excited to come back to Arizona. He had 18 starters coming back, and you know, he wasn't looking for other jobs. And it might have been true then. And then, of course, the Washington job opened up, and they wanted him, and they offered him good money to go there, and who knows what else. And I, I, it's, you want, we've said it how many times did we say on this show that you want your coach to be poached, right? Because you get the buyout. It's better than firing your coach, and this is what happens. It doesn't make it fun. 
you don't feel good about it other than the fact that you hope that the reason your coach is getting taken is because they did some really good things for your program, which Jed Fish did. It just only happened for like one season, right? He was here for three years. The third one was the best one, and it looked like year four could have been even better. That's what's super disappointing about this. Not that he's leaving, because I don't think most people expect him to be like Arizona's Lute Olson like football. They're, that wasn't the case. I think we all thought, oh, he'd probably go to Florida if they offered him the job or some other ones like UCLA when they thought that might open. Or if Michigan gets rid of Harbaugh, would he have been a candidate there? Probably not, but you just don't know. The thought was always that, or the NFL, that Jet Fish was going mm-hmm. to leave for the right opportunity. That the right opportunity is Washington this season. That's surprising. Is Washington a better job? Yes. It is. They're going to the Big Ten. They were just in the national championship game. Their resources, the fan, like everything. Like Washington is a better program overall, but at least for next season, for 2024, Arizona was going to be better than Washington with what they had coming back. So I think if Fish had stuck it out, gone to the Big Ten, maybe they only won nine games next season. It was like disappointing, right? T-Mac goes pro. They lose some other guys to the pros, the 2022 class, you know, and then he's like, okay, now I'm out of here. Okay, that's fine. You know, you maxed out with that first group that you had. Cool. Like, you deserve to go somewhere else. Maybe he's leaving now because he's not confident that would happen. You know, he's like, okay, I'm coming off the 10-win season. What if I only win eight games next season in the Big 12? Am I offered these jobs or am I stuck in Tucson? So I understand why he left. I understand why people are upset. Like, I'm not happy about this. But it is the reality when you are Arizona football compared to, like, Arizona basketball, right? Like, if... If Arizona basketball, when Sean Miller, when that was all going down, was it Maryland, and it's coming off the Elite Eight run, it's like, whoa, like, this is Arizona basketball. This is not a stepping stone. Arizona football kind of is until proven otherwise. So like, does this mean the program comes crumbling down? Not necessarily, but it's a punch to the gut because you just don't know. Three years ago, we didn't know if Jed Fish could get the job done. Now here we are three years later saying, wow, he did a great job. Can anyone else repeat what he did or build upon it? And we just don't know. Yeah, so I think you hit on a lot of the other side of the, you know, the coin here is the how and why fish left and and the when, uh, and that that leads to a little bit more eyebrow uh, raising at a minimum, right? Because um, I think if it's if it's just about winning, I don't think if Jed Fish stays uh, and Arizona's roster remains intact, I don't. It's not about winning next year. That's no, for sure. No, Washington is <laughs> losing and, a lot of players, and yeah. And I, agree with and that. I think, and I think Washington losing a lot of players basically threw more money at fish. And it's, it, which is, I think is really what it, like the, the, the thing that's disappointing is like if Jed fish had stuck around one more year, he didn't even see it, his recruiting class through. And I mean, I was listening to the, the Justin Spears spaces last night and Brandon Phelps, you know, all time, most successful receiver commit was saying how they had a PowerPoint meeting with fish Thursday about how they're going to be the best team in Arizona history. The first team to go back to back 10 plus wins. (laughs) And like, that's, I mean, it's the way he left is ice cold. And that if that player's meeting to uh, three minutes is to be believed, that is ice cold. And there's, there's only, if it's just, the thing is like, it's not just about winning, obviously, because no, it's not about next year. It's, it's about money, but, and then and and that's a hard thing to pill to swallow. But again, what's well, money Arizona- and the future? Like long term, who has a better chance to be a dominant playoff, consistent playoff team in football? Like, I get the Big Ten's going to be tough for Washington, but the money for Washington, the resources for for football are going to be there more than they would be at Arizona. That's a fact. We don't have to like it, but it it's true, right? The, if you look at those conferences, SEC, Big Ten, and then. 
Big 12 is like a very distant third. Um, you mentioned sure. you mentioned Fish the way he left, and like as recently as Thursday, I didn't know that about Phelps and everything in the PowerPoint. As recently as Thursday, I imagined Fish had every intention of being the coach next season. It wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. When did DeBoer accept the job at Alabama? Was that Friday, I think? Yeah. And then Fish was contacted Saturday, and it was done Sunday. Like it happens fast, and I understand the idea of like the, I saw the report of like the three minutes. Just like yeah, I'm going to Washington. I I'm of the mind where there's really not a good way to do that. Like, do you want him in there saying, this is why I went to Washington? Hint, hint, you should come with me. You know, do the players want that? Or is like, they know what's happening. It's not like their news is being broken to them at that moment. They know he's going, right? So it's like, you go in there and say, yeah, you know, you face them and you move on. I don't think there's a good way that would satisfy people, you know, because if he does do the heartfelt thing, man, it's so tough leaving, leaving you guys. We had such a good thing, but I had to make this move, you know, just the resources, everything's just, you know, long-term success. What is that telling his players in Tucson? <laughs> you know? So, like, I just rip the bandit off. Like, and I can't speak for the players. If they're, they're hurting, and they should be, because they committed to Arizona. They committed to Jed Fish, and now their rug's been pulled out from under them. Just from our perspective, from my perspective, I'm not sure if there's a good way for him to leave. Because st- so, at the end of the day, you're still leaving. So, I don't know if there's a good way, but I do think there is a bad way. Like, a text message right? is a bad way. Well, sure, but also, like, I mean... There are Arizona reporters saying that the players, some of the players' families found out from the reporter that it was confirmed. And it's and the three-minute thing, man, that's it's ice cold. But I'm you said it found out from reporters. Is, that's the timing of things, too, right? Just things get out. We knew well, but, before the meeting ever happened that it you, came out. I mean, it, three minutes is like, that's barely time for a room to get settled down and then to leave. I, You know, I've, it's. I, I'm a, I've, you know, I mean, I've, in, I'm going to analogize it to my career, right? You know, I, I spent a long time, a long time at a big four. And when I, I left at the end of uh, busy season and the first thing my boss did when I told him I was leaving, I went to him first and, and then I went around eventually to everybody else. The first thing he did was shake my hand and said he appreciated that I waited until, you know, the busy season was over because I'm not screwing him and my, right. my peers over. The timing of this, and I know it's not entirely Jed Fish's fault because of the way the the retirement played out. It screws Arizona with a portal lockout for the next thirty days, and all the players on his roster that he's not taking with him. Oh, absolutely, that could and, be the case. Yeah, and and when when you and he knows that, and 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 it's it's one thing to say it, it's it's also of his own doing of how what he was pitching to these players and their family this is true. to completely undercut it and if you don't even go through one full recruiting class you know the funny thing is he could have stuck around one more year left for the NFL or Florida had a real like understandable reason for people to leave one you know one last hurrah with his full class leave the program in a better place and they might have still built a statue for him and i you know it, it that's what I'm saying. It tells you something about the motivations here, and it's 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 a different thing of how you leave. You know, when shoot, I've I've been an executive where I've had to lay people off. I've hired people. Some of the people I laid off will follow me to wherever I work because I take that very seriously and take their development very seriously, and they know that. And I've had to deliver that kind of bad news to them, and I, that's where I think it matters. I'm not based on what the initial reporting is. You know, we're going to find out how much money talks, but even for Jed Fish going to Washington. Yeah, they have more resources than Arizona, but if no fee is offered a million dollars to go to Ohio State or or to USC, oh yeah, no, why that, is he gonna, why, why is he going to follow? That's it, that's that's not my concern whether they go to Washington or not. Like, yes, as an Arizona guy, I'm hoping they don't. 
Like, I'd rather Arizona's players stay. And this is that's kind of the next step thing, right? Like, coaches don't make the program not yet. Jed Fish had not been around long enough and not had sustained success where this was like, this was Jed Fish's Arizona. Like, replacing Nick Saban's tough. Like, Nick Saban was the guy. Jed Fish wasn't that yet. He was on his way to being that, certainly. But he wasn't there yet. So in theory, Arizona, there's coaches out there. It's a much seems like a much more attractive job than it was a few years ago. Should be able to find a qualified coach. Now, will that coach succeed? I don't know. Like the blueprint is there for how you can make it work. Now, is it sustainable for long term? I think so. But that has yet to be proven. But for Arizona, if they can keep their players, the bulk of their guys, the Nova Fita, T-Max, your Jacob Miners, your Price Hawks, your Takario Davis, on and on, your Jonah Collins, if you can find a way to keep that team together, then, yeah, you should be pretty dang good next season, either way, with or without fish. But that's the big if, and we just don't know. And I think that's what hurts the most in this, because, you know, for Arizona, again, if you would have thought, if you thought fish was going to be around Arizona for the long haul, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I, it would have been nice that he would have been, one, good enough to warrant that, and two, just satisfied and happy enough to not look elsewhere. Well, it would have it would have required a lot of things to fall in, like the anti-way things went here, yes. where a lot of things have to fall in Arizona's favor, where he is both successful and that right opportunity doesn't show up, but also in arrears. <laughs> the, the fact that Fish left this year for the Washington game says that that was literally never a possibility. Right. No, it was like the first really good opportunity that offered. And the money was like 7.75 or something like that per year over like seven years is more than Arizona could have paid. Like yeah. whatever their NIL funds, I'm sure it's vastly superior to what Arizona has to offer. Like I get it. But no, what I was getting at is just, you know, the coach, they can, they can manage without the coach if they can keep these players. And that's going to be the tough part is like they're probably not going to keep a lot of these guys. Whether they go to Washington or elsewhere, someone like a T-Mac, if he decides to transfer, he's going to have his choice of any school he wants, right? The money will be there, the NIL. He's a future NFL draft pick. It'll hurt when it's, you know, Tetra McMillan of not the University of Arizona when his name is called in the first round of the NFL draft. You know, Fofito, he would have, you know, he's, what he did last season was a lot of people, especially if he comes with T-Mac, a lot of people say, like, okay, you can be our quarterback. Jonah Coleman, like Arizona has a really good roster. And the impressive thing was that Fish had done a good job of trying to keeping them around, you know, keeping them in Tucson. And now Fish is gone. And I just go back to, you know, a week ago, I'm sure Jed Fish planned on staying in Arizona. And then things changed. Like the timing of this has nothing to do with Fish. Like you can't be like, oh, well, it's January. I can't leave now. It's like, I mean, if, if Alabama wasn't looking for a coach when they were, if Alabama had hired Steve Sarkeesian, you know, one of these other coaches that was rumored to them, then Jed Fish is still in Tucson. It just worked out. It was like Greg Byrne, who once again finds a way to screw Arizona. Like just the timing of that, the domino effect, is what happened here. So I... Well, but the, the other nuance here, if you believe the reports, is Fish wasn't even their top guy. Probably they not, which is, why he know, which is probably why he took the job, because if he's not Washington's top guy, if he doesn't have another 10-win season next year, Florida's not going to want him. If he has a seven-win season, you know, the next Washington wouldn't be after him. So you strike while the iron's hat. Is it, is it fair to Arizona? No, but that's just where they're at right now. And it's, it's unfortunate because Arizona football had a great season, was poised for an even, you know, possibly another great season the next year. And now it's just thrown into question, if not chaos. We just don't know. And yeah. you can't blame Fish for leaving, and you can't blame any players who decided to transfer, because I think I tweeted, like, the Arizona they would be going, like, coming back to is not the Arizona they committed to with a different coaching staff and everything. But you just hope they make the right hire, and we'll get into some of the names later in the show, but you, make, you hope they make the right hire, and the person comes in, works their ass off just like Jed Fish did, and finds success. 
And, you know, either way, you should be satisfied. Hey, like, that 10-win season was fun. You know, the last couple of years were pretty enjoyable. And at least it shows that Arizona can be a winning team with the right coach in place. Yeah, and I, you know, I said on Twitter before this all went haywire, uh, you know, Arizona fans need to ask themselves if they'd rather be a 6-6 six and six team with no threat of losing your coach or a 10-3 and three team with consistent threat yeah. of losing your coach. And you should want a threat of losing your coach. Right? It, it, it hurts when it happens because but, that know, means your coach was good. But it, it but. leaves you in a better financial situation. It shows that you can have success there. And then, you know, the thing you hope for is you have that situation where everything falls into place you know, and that require that's a, there's a lot of externalities that have to fall in your way for the guy to want to become Kyle Whittingham that sticks around for 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. Or the you know the Ludos in a football, but you got to take yeah, you know, scared money don't make money, kind of thing. <laughs> Which also, by the way, I'm just going to slide this in there. We don't know the details here, but if it was really the Board of Regents hold up and not wanting to have a special meeting on this that had a factor in this, what an all time fail and like really Which, quick like i've heard that rumor and i know we've talked about that i can't like jed fish knew what the contract terms were he knew what arizona was gonna be able to pay him and what that was on the table why he didn't sign the deal like it wouldn't matter he could have signed that and if washington's still offering a lot more money we don't know what the buyout would have changed to but regardless like jed fish there's a reason he didn't like sign the contract yet and it's not because of the arizona border regions you know like it would that's a formality as far as i understand i don't think they've ever been like nope but he was well, gone either way well but, but the other aspect of the Board of Regents and just Arizona rules or law, only having, a, only having a five-year contract mm-hmm. isn't so much as the length of the contract in so much it is as it is the guaranteed uh, contract for money for the coach and therefore what the buyout is. And you and I were having this private conversation that, you know, Arizona, if, 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 and if Fish was trying to negotiate a low buyout on the extension and that was what the holdup was, Arizona should have let him walk and take the check, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's Arizona's got to be the the university has to be looking out for themselves uh, because Lord knows Jed Fisher was as um, everyone should. Yeah, no, I, I and I, if he had not, it would be professional malpractice, even if he is happy at Arizona, to not interview at places and position himself to make the most money. And, and the if they blow him away with an offer that he just can't feels like he can't refuse, then he owes it yeah, to himself so to to take I do, it. I do not disperse that at all in fact you know like again and i know a lot of people myself included that say you should always be willing to have the conversation um even if you're very happy where you're at Mm -hmm. you don't know where it's going to go you know then how you handle that from there i this is where you and i think diverge i don't think he's handled it particularly cleanly whereas Um, i don't think there is a clean way to handle it like i'm not saying he's handled it well i'm just not i just don't think there's a way that has everybody from arizona saying you know what coach we appreciate your time. Great stuff. Good luck in Seattle. You know, I well, just don't, I don't see that. I don't see well, that and, existing. And so I like, don't. it's, it's, so well, I think this is where the nuances that I think it hurts a little bit more for Arizona fans is that Jed Fish wasn't poached from another school. They took a chance on him and he took a chance on Arizona. Sure. And, you know, he talked about how, you know, they, they, I mean, they really took a flyer on this guy that really was, was saying he wanted to have a head coaching job and you would, you know, there was some hope that maybe that buys you a little bit more commitment. And even though nobody thinks it's going to last for forever, but man, it's just like the guy, he, he played, he, he, there's, there's no world in which he didn't say, Hey, I want to be, and he's pitching about building something Mm -hmm. and he, he doesn't, the way I'll put it this way, the way he left and is going to continue to leave as he tries to poach Arizona players shows it was never about building anything 
there. Right. Well, yeah. Exactly. Duh. It's he's going. It's going to. He's going to tear it down. There's a chance, the, and that's what we have to see, right? There's yeah, a chance. No, like, it's, well, he's going to try to. Like, tear if, it if nothing down. else, <laughs> what he was building in Arizona obviously comes to an end because he's done. How much of a like he's put in his going away like soliloquy, like his this long statement he had. He's like, you know, we left the program in a better place when we arrived. Like, we'll see, we'll see, because like right now, yes, it's in a better place, but 30 days from now. We'll see where it's at, and that could be related to what Jed Fish does and how much success he has in either poaching players or his leaving now allows players to get poached by other schools. You know, they don't have to go yeah. to Washington for it to be a Jed Fish cause, you know, the ripple effect there. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, and, the, and, the, and the challenges for the Arizona roster, the players, the players are the people who I feel the most bad for. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Because also, even if they all wanted to follow Jed Fish to Washington – they can't, and the portal is closed until the spring, guys. So, like, they're extra hosed, and his select, you know, few guys that he's gonna he's gonna try to pull. And I'm guessing there's gonna be some that turn him down, and then he's gonna go to the next one down the line and try to pull them because they don't have as many options. Yeah, and it's it's well, it's either stay thing. at Arizona or go to the whole, I mean, Washington. Yeah, the whole yeah. the whole thing is very. Ice but cold. the best players, if they're like. Any school could take them. The best players, sure. are, well, if they want to go to like USC, Ohio State, Michigan, who's probably going to be looking for a new coach or something like that, you know, they can. And there's certain players in Arizona's roster that absolutely could. So, Brett, let's take a break. When we come back, Rob Barron, he of Beta Rank. We like to have him as a U of A guy, looks at the numbers. He has some thoughts on where Arizona should go with their coaching hire. We'll talk to him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back. It's Wildcat Radio 2.0. We are joined by Rob Bowen of Sharp College Football, the beta rank guy. He's a numbers guy. He's an Arizona guy who has thoughts on the program and where it goes next. But first off, just Rob, welcome back to Wildcat Radio 2.0. I mean, I'm excited to be back. It would be more exciting under happier circumstances. <laughs> right. Like, we're, we're a podcast here. You can't see us. Not, like, Brett's wearing black, I guess, so he's in mourning. But otherwise, like, like Brett and I were talking in the first segment. That jet fish left Arizona, not a total surprise. Arizona can't pay as much of the bigger programs. Jed fish had proven to be a pretty dang good coach. It wasn't a shock. I had friends text me every time he was rumored. I'm like, yeah, they should be interested in him. Why wouldn't they be interested in Jed fish? I had thought, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah, I had thought Brett had thought that, yeah, maybe next year, but then it turns out Washington, whatever the offer was, was too good for him to pass up. Jed fish is gone. And now Arizona's back to where it was a few years ago arguably hopefully in a better place because it's been proven they can win, but they're once again looking for a head coach. Like what, what's your take on the situation? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Arizona was going to be, I mean, I, I thought it would be after next year. You know, I thought he was going to, I thought he would bet on himself. Um, 
And also, I mean, to be frank, I thought the Florida job where he's an alum um, was going to be a, a little bit of an enticement out there for him. Um, it is unlikely Billy Napier is going to survive for long, given both the play on the field and the, their schedule for next season. Um, and so I thought, I mean, because Fish did interview with Texas A&M. Um, for their opening and then they ended up and there were rumors that he had a contract potentially to, uh, you know they got pretty far down the road and then um, they put a stop to it and they went and got Mike Elko um, but Fish I thought really wanted you know I mean really wanted a bigger job I mean he's an ambitious guy I mean he's I mean and and truthfully I, I, I think people I don't think you can fault him too much for it because like the life of an assistant coach both in the NFL and the college you can look across his career even though he's been a pretty good assistant in a lot of places there's a lot of movement you know Mm -hmm. I think people always look at like oh there's a ton of job hopping I'm like man when you're an assistant sometimes there just is a lot of job hopping no matter what um and the fact that you could get more stability um I think you know works but I mean he's I would and I would say this to Washington fans like Washington is not his last stop if he's successful <laughs> like he's the NFL. NFL yeah right like I mean and and if if I mean and I think you know look if if they were you know they, like if, if if for some reason Michigan, you know, if Harbaugh goes to the Chargers and for some reason Sharon Moore doesn't get that Michigan job, I would really want to make sure that all of the I's and are dotted and T's are done on that contract in case Michigan, where he was a coach. Um, oh, God, you just put an idea do. into my head that Michigan loses Harbaugh. They hire Fish. Whoever Arizona hired to replace Fish gets hired by Washington. <laughs> Washington. And we're going through this all over again. Yeah, Washington I mean, head coach Brent Brennan, you know, like, come yeah. on. It's a tough one. I mean, like, this all would have stopped, of course, like if Ryan Grubb had gotten the Washington job, yeah. right? Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, look, Fish, I mean, I, I, if you're Arizona, and I say this too, because I think fans, I mean, fans want to, I mean, they, fans, you want to, like, fans often want to treat this re- like a relationship. Like the, this, there's an emotional relationship between them and the coach. Um, but the coach is picking up a paycheck, man. Like this is a job, right? And they also mm-hmm. like, they want like a one-sided relationship where like they can still fire you if you suck, but if you, <laughs> if you're good, you'll never leave. Right. And like, that's, that's clearly, that's clearly not a very fair relationship. So like this showed up, he did a great job. I mean, as, as good. And I thought fish was going to be, I was one of the few people that thought fish was likely going to be successful at Arizona. <laughs> I think I may have come on a pod with you guys to talk through like why I thought fish could succeed. That sounds um, right. Back in the day. Right. And like, I, you know, look, it, it, you know, and, and largely for the reasons, I mean, I got a lot of stuff wrong, largely for the reasons I laid out, he was successful. He's a really good college play caller. He had good connections to make, put together a pretty good coaching staff. Um, but now we find ourselves back in this position again. And it's like, again, like I, I, I always come back to is like, like you, you can't solve hiring for forever. It's the it's hard enough hiring to be good next year or the year after. And like, just solve that problem. <laughs> like, well, the, you know, the, the more painful thing is too, like if, if Nick Saban had retired earlier, I don't think Jonathan Smith goes to Michigan state. I think he comes to Washington if they hire yeah. him before. Right. It's, it's funny how the timing worked out just, really really poorly for arizona in like three different ways yeah i mean and that's likely you're although to be honest like jed fish probably gets the michigan state job then right like i mean it is like uh it is a it is a uh it's a tough one uh sort of out there on uh on their for it right or like you know like somebody somebody had to get that michigan state job if it's not jonathan smith that's yeah. um 
and that like I, that that part i think is like the it is tough like you you would have liked i would have liked to have seen it run back one more year i, I mean and honestly truthfully too like i was really interested to see who the defensive coordinator was going to be mm-hmm. um i do think that people are overstating like arizona not like that deal not getting done like i my guess is his fish was probably dragging his feet a little bit on that like i know he's put that a lot back on like the arizona um but the fact that like he didn't have a dc named pretty quickly um you know like well fish, a bit... fish wouldn't lie about that though right yeah i mean well, i mean like, guys, <laughs> i mean like i i mean it's fine i i just don't yeah. i at the end of this like i mean i think arizona does have some financial challenges mm-hmm. some of those will bleed over a little bit into the athletic department even though the athletic department does run a separate budget i don't think arizona is going to be so handicapped that they can't compete in the big 12 um and i do think that there is a question of like nil because like yeah, and and Brent, you know, Brett and I were talking about this a little bit. It's like the NIL support isn't necessarily there. That's something Arizona does have to figure out. I think more. That's I mean, definitely Arizona and ASU have been a little bit behind on NIL, um, and they're going to have to be really competitive there. I think going forward. But I mean, I just I, I want there to be a good coaching hire. I want us to make I want us to make good decisions, not just for next year, but the year after. You know, like that kind of thing. That's a tough thing because a few years, like you said, you were one of the people who was on board with Jed Fish. I think I remember giving him phrase it was from like a C plus the hire. I'm like, hey, we'll see. If he hires a good staff, he seems to be a smart guy. It could work out, but I wasn't sold. Like in theory, Arizona should be a better job now than it was then, right? The list of candidates should be better. I mean, Brennan has been there twice now. <laughs> he seems like one of the early yeah. favorites. There's a lot of talk of Johnny Nansen because the players want him and Brennan Carroll because of the thought of continuity, Justin Wilcox at Cal. There are some names I like more than others, and it is that fine line between trying to retain whatever you can from a roster that looked like it was going to be the favorite in the Big 12, but also understanding that there's more to Arizona football than the 2024 season, that you'd ideally find the guy who three years from now, four years from now, has built something that is you know, successful, maybe not 10 wins, 11 wins every year, but eight, nine win program. So it's like these competing ideologies, at least it seems like that. Like, do you hire for the now? Do you hire for the future? Do you hire someone who could be good, but three years from now is gone again? Like Arizona has all these things to try to navigate while they're going to be watching a lot of their best players enter the portal until they make a decision and maybe even then after. Yeah. And, and look, Arizona has got to move. I mean, Washington moved fast. I mean, Alabama moved very fast. Washington moved really fast. Um, Arizona is also going to have to move really fast uh, you know, and that, that is the new process because the rules are once your coach leaves, the portal opens for you, <laughs> not yeah. everybody else, just for you. <laughs> um, and that's a really tough place to find yourself. I do think like, I think, look, I am less sold on because I do believe that X's and O's really matter. I'm going to give you guys an example. And it's an example that should be in people's minds. Cause he's just had a great game, uh, in the playoffs, Jordan love. Um, Jordan Love looked phenomenal. Um, Jordan, they hired Mike Sanford for one year at Utah State as offensive coordinator, and Jordan Love looked terrible. Mm-hmm. And so I do say, like, you can have great players and with a bad coach and some, like, and 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 to be frank, too, like, I mean, we've <laughs> seen this a little bit at Arizona. Like, uh, we all lived through the Marcel Yates defensive coordinator years, right? Like, bad coaching hurts. Like, it can, it can, it can undermine really good players. I do think for Arizona, like it is hard. Like they probably have, and this is a very quarterback poor time in college football with a lot of the guys moving on. No, Vita is one of the best returners in all of college football coming back for next season. It would really hurt Arizona to lose him. I do think though, that like if you were able to keep Dorman um, or the quarterback that they just signed, 
right? Like you have, you know, with a competent staff, you have something really good. What worries me about Johnny Nansen is, and I'm going to, I'll lay out and, and Carol too. What worries me is Johnny Nansen just took a job without play calling duties. Like that's a, that, that is a big red flag for me about like what was even going on in Arizona. Cause <laughs> guys don't give up guys work their entire career to get play calling. Right. And then hopefully like establish themselves as a play caller and then maybe make it because that's the road that people often travel up to being a head coach. So to go to Texas and not have, I mean, Kwiatkowski is keeping play calling duties there to lose. That tells me something even about maybe the way things were going at Arizona this year. I had my suspicions of like, if Nansen's even still really calling plays, like um, for him to give that up is a question mark for me. So then he comes back, right? Like he's never had head coaching experience before. So who's like a lot of times when you hire for a head coach, you want to hire somebody that's either got experience as a head coach or you hire a coordinator that can at least take care of one side of the ball, right? Like that's Jed Fish, that's Kenny Dillingham, you know, like you're hiring somebody that like can lock down one side of the ball and you hope they get the hire on the other side of the ball, right? Does Johnny Nansen lock down the defensive side of the ball? I'm not, I'm not sold. I'm just not, you can talk yourself into it. If you can talk yourself into it, that's fine. I'm not going to tell you that you're 100% wrong. I'm, just, I'm not <laughs> sold on it personally. Um, and Carroll has never had play calling duties. He's the offensive line coach. You can talk yourself into like Pete Carroll comes on as a defensive coordinator. Pete Carroll might get another head coaching job in the pros, right? Like, or he might. I mean, Arizona's got an opening. Uh, yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and truthfully, too, is like there's a huge difference. Like, I don't, I, at this point in college football, I don't fault anyone for going to the pros. Um, because it is such a different job. Like it is, you're recruiting nonstop in college football. Um, and I just think it it requires so much of your time. And like, it's like the pros are more like a real job with like time off and things like that. Um, so it'd be hard for, I think for Pete Carroll to like ramp up to like (laughs) recruiting and like getting back into it in college. Um, but so if you hire Carroll or Nansen, I'm just not sure you lock down either side of the ball and they don't have any experience as a head coach. And that to me is like a big, it's a big concern. Um, you do maybe keep the roster together, but if you, if, if it doesn't work out with whomever they pick for Colin plays, like the offense might not be nearly as good. Um, and then maybe you lose the guys anyway. Right. Like, so I would, I tend to fall into the, like, I, I would love it if next season was still a special season for Arizona football. I'm way more worried about a bottom out season three years down the road. I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> like I'm probably like, that makes it like, I'm a little more risk averse of like, I don't want to have the end of the rich rod, Kevin Sumlin era again. Right. Like those teams were really bad. It was not fun to watch them. I would take a really competent staff that maybe gets Arizona to seven or eight wins next season you know, and stays hovering around six or seven and then like, you know, builds towards something every couple of years. I, I mean, I feel like Arizona is a program that like, you know, is going to build towards like competing for like is going to have like, and then the roster might turn over and then they got to Like it's that kind of a program and that's okay. Like that's fine. You know, like that's, that's a great place to be from where we've been, you know? <laughs> um, I really like, and I, and I'm interested to hear what you guys think because the name you guys get like get kicked around and he's been around the last two coaching searches is Brent Brennan from San Jose state. He's a lot more attractive candidate this time. They had a really good year this year. They were a really, really good group of five football team. Um, they finished at, 
at in beta rank at number 58 overall. Um, that's really good for a group of five. You grade group of five, like I graded the power five on like, I guess there were 69 power five teams with the additions to the big 12 this year, but a one to 69 scale, they finished as one of the better group of five teams. Um, they were really good offensively and defensively. The one real knock on them is they were really bad at special teams. Like, um, I don't know, give a scholarship to a kicker guys. Like, let's figure that out. Um, I like Brent Brennan a lot more this time because last time I think we saw him, like he only had like one really good season under his belt. They did pretty well in the COVID year. It just, I was like, I'm not sure that this is like sustainable. Did he just hit, like, did he just find something and it worked? But I, I think he's actually shown to be a really good head coach. Um, I like Will Stein at Oregon a lot. Like Will Stein, the offensive, they were, he was a revelation this year. He was one of the best offensive coordinator hires of the offseason. He's a major reason Oregon is a, a big time national title favorite coming in the next year. He's a guy that would absolutely lock down one side of the ball. He makes a decent defensive coordinator hire and you're good. And also Will Stein seems like a guy that you could potentially like get on a pretty reasonable amount of money and maybe put more towards the staff, right? Um, I would also take a flyer and talk to Cliff Kingsbury. I know like Cardinal fans are probably not loving to hear that, but to be honest, like a lot of the knock on Jed fish was like that you heard from football people was that he hadn't worked out as an offensive coordinator in the pros. And that's not the problem we're solving. <laughs> right? Like, we, we are not solving. Can Cliff Kingsbury be a really good professional football head coach? We are. Can he win eight games at the university of Arizona? If, I, I, the answer for that might be yes. He's just tooling around as the QB coach at USC right now. Again, he's a really, really good college play caller. Um, one of the best in, you know, that has been in college, you know, over the last decade or so. If you brought him back, if he made the right defense, and this is something that he never was able to do at Texas Tech was make the right defensive coordinator hire. If you make that like, but also like I would say with Stein and Kingsbury, those are guys that probably come in and, and talk your offensive stars into staying. Right. Like maybe Brennan is less of a, you know, he, he maybe you lose somebody if you hire Brent Brennan. Um, but I like your shot. Like, and regardless of who, whoever it is, like the hire's got to happen tomorrow or Wednesday at the latest. Right. And we're like, recording we on Monday, by the way. So, yeah. Yeah. Like we can't be on Thursday or Friday of this week um, and not have it done. So that, I mean, if you look at like Washington or Alabama's timeline, it was really fast because of the portal. Um, and they're going to have to get there and they're going to have, and they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to talk some guys back in anyway. I'm not a huge Wilcox fan. I don't think, I don't think he's been great at Cal. Um, there's some things like this was a better, this is the first time he's really nailed his offensive coordinator hire and they improved a lot over where they last, where they were last year. I understand. I understand like he really has had to operate under financial constraints at Cal. Um, but I just, I don't think the defense has been particularly good for them, you know, and that's supposed to be something that he's supposed to have nailed down that side of the ball. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the, uh, I'm forgetting his name now, the UNLV head coach, um, Barry Odom. Yeah. yeah. And the only reason I'm not a huge Barry Odom fan is that I think UNLV probably makes Brennan Marion the head coach. And if Barry Odom isn't bringing Brendan Marion with him, then I don't like the hire, right? Like, I mean, I, I think Marion's a really good offensive coordinator. I'd love to see him um, get a shot at a group of five job. Like, but I think if you're bringing Barry Odom and not bringing Marion along, like it's, it's that, that package deal isn't as good for me. Um, 
And then some of the other names, like I don't know why somebody said like Garrett Riley, the offensive coordinator at Clemson. That's a no for me. Um, <laughs> they were ter- terrible this season offensively. Um, Scott Frost is a no for me. I don't know why people throw that name around. <laughs> yeah, Scott. I, the Scott Frost one makes no sense other than he lives in Arizona and wants a job. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, I, like, look, man, like, there's a lot of former coaches. I mean, like, and Arizona is a relatively attractive job. It's going into the Big Twelve. That's a very competitive conference. Where, like, and I think if you know that if you got some things right, like, you could win. You can win football games there. And like, I, I do think to your guys' point, like. Showing that Arizona is not automatically a you know a, a a doormat, I think, is a really big thing, um, you know, because it it was bad. I mean, in the roster, like what the other part is is like, and I think Fish did a really good job of like turning it back into a Power Five roster because at the end of the Rich Rod years, it wasn't like it was. Khalil Tate covered some of that up, but it was like the roster itself wasn't. Someone didn't fix it, and he was supposed to, and he didn't. And Fish Fish really went about the full roster rebuild. Um, so you don't know, like, like, I, I think even if you lose some of the top names off of the roster, like there's still some good players there. Um, and the roster itself isn't like a down to the studs rebuild. So I, I was actually probably more pro Brent Brennan the last time around when Jeff yeah. Fish was the choice. Um, cause I could see a path there that he's probably the least splashy hire, but also if he can convince Kevin Covings to stick around at the yeah. wide receiver spot, that probably helps you retain a good chunk of some of the offensive talent. Uh, one would think, um, you know, the other, the other, the other names I've kind of not really heard in serious things, but I'm kind of intrigued at is why not go after like, you know, the South Dakota state head coach and try to yeah. have a, have he's a, a young you guy. Know, he, he took over. I mean, so they won back-to-back titles. He won the title this year. Um, I think more programs haven't gone after him because they don't, he sort of took over as a legacy for the guy that had really built that program. They were, they were phenomenal, phenomenal this year. And it's why like, uh, Lujan, who's their offensive coordinator, he's likely, I mean, he's been named, I don't think they've finalized a contract, um, named as the, the offensive coordinator at Northwestern. Um, a name I wish people would kick around is Kane Womack at South Alabama. He's got a really good staff. Um, and they've, he has completely rebuilt that program. Uh, Major Applewhite is his offensive coordinator and Applewhite's bounced around a bit as an OC, but I think he's kind of like, he's kind of figured it out a little bit on the job. Um, and he's done a really good job with that South, uh, that South Alabama program, um, but doesn't seem to be getting a ton of traction. Um, I do think, I mean, and, and it is a valid question of like, I tend to lean more of like, I want to get a head coach that can figure out hiring. Cause I think hiring your offensive defensive coordinators is hard. Um, and I hire in my job, hiring is a hard problem to solve. Um, but I think you hire somebody that can do that. That's good. But like, I do think Arizona does have a recruiting problem. I think if you look at the back end of the fish recruiting classes, I mean, you're talking like recruiting classes ranked in the fifties. Like he, he had some splashy ones early on. Um, I think the head coach needs to solve out some of that. And some of that needs to be like, and that's on Dave Hickey too, right? Like, figuring out NIL better. Right. Um, and that's also on all of us, right? Like, I mean, we need to be encouraging people to donate to NIL, um, to keep Arizona football healthy. I, I think with all the names that you guys mentioned, I've seen some of those, like some of the regions, like the Tom Herman's I know has been maybe linked to the job, but I'm not, oh, geez, yeah. I'm not against necessarily. I mean, I, 
I feel like I don't know enough about the coaches, different coordinators. Like I'm just like, oh, the name where they were, right? But I'm with you in so much that I do think it's important a coach be able to lock down one aspect of the job, just like no matter what, offense, defense, even if they're just like an amazing recruiter, just something that you know they yeah. bring to the table. And someone like Brennan, um, he doesn't excite me, but I think it's because his name was around the last time. They didn't yeah. hire him for a reason then. His record isn't particularly flashy where he's at but then you say, try to factor in okay just the struggles how easy is it to win there is he showing that he's an amazing coach an amazing talent evaluator amazing developer of talent just in a situation where put him at Arizona and then you really have something you have someone like Wilcox who is a bigger name has been maybe okay at Cal but not great part of me does lean towards like some of the assistant coaches some of the guys could be the first jobs I don't mind that obviously Jed Fish this was his first head coaching job yeah like so I think back to some of Arizona's best coaches Mike Stoops had never been a head coach before right yeah. like and they get he was pretty good so I I'm inclined to go there but I think people's fear would be okay you get like Stein he's here for three years four years does a great job and he's out is it Kinney the guy from like Texas State yeah he's, like another yeah, young he's guy another people are like oh guy. this guy could be really good but then he'll bounce for the bigger job and I think I think that's fine. Brett and I were kind of talking about it. like that's fine. Like that's kind of where I want to go because it's still Arizona and you just want to get the best coach you can to win as many games as you can while they're there. Because yeah. eventually like just assume they're going to leave no matter what. You have a really good right. coach they're going to leave. Doesn't matter who they are whether they're a retread coach, whether they're a first-time coach, whether like they're going to leave. Just win as many games as you can and I I like the idea of the young hungry coaches looking to prove themselves because I think similar to Fish when they don't have that reputation to lean on, they're going to work that much harder. And yeah. what Fish showed is that if you work really hard, you can do some pretty good things in Tucson. So, yeah. you know, someone like someone came and was like, I'm Kevin Sumlin. I don't really need to try hard. And the results were what they were. Whereas Jed Fish is like, no one knows who the hell I am. I need to show them that I can be the head coach of a football program, a major college football program. And he put in the work. So get the next guy who's going to put in the work. And if they leave, yeah. they leave. But at least they've won some games for you. I think that's where I feel. I don't know which name that is. I know I just said a few of them. Like, I don't necessarily have a strong preference. I just know I don't want Johnny Nansen, and I'm not sold on Brennan Carroll for the same reasons you guys mentioned, just the lack of play-calling experience. And just like they seem like the hires for the now, and there is concern about the hire for three years from now, four years from now. That's probably more important. I mean, look, if you took away the top-end players off of Arizona's offense— with Jed Fish, you still have a good offense. Like, I mean, he's a really good college play caller. Now, I mean, Washington fans are about to figure out his uh, mad love of gadget plays. Um, they might get to also figure out his struggles sometimes in picking the right QB coming out of spring <laughs> practice. <laughs> Washington um, starting quarterback Jaden Delora. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, like, there's, I mean, I mean, you remember that first year? I mean, like Jordan McLeod was so clearly the guy in game, and you're like, it took us so long to get here. <laughs> like, and he kept coming back to who's that strong, like, like ridiculously stronger, the guy that looked like a great NFL quarterback but did not play like one. Um, he gave that guy all the chances in the world till he finally got injured. Um, but anyway, like, I, I think, um. I do really like the idea of going out and get somebody, getting somebody that can really call plays on offense. Like it's an offensive game in college football. Defensive coordinators, I think, are are a harder commodity to find. Um, I think if you could go out and really find somebody really, really good, and like we talked about, like Will Stein, um, you know, maybe you could get, you know, like again, like you could get a Cliff Kingsbury, somebody that could come in, be the head coach and the play caller. Um, I think that would be a huge advantage you know, for, for Arizona. I do. I mean, a name that's been kicked around that um, is the, I mean, that 
I find interesting is the Washington State head coach. I, I mean, I uh, like, Dickert. Yeah, Dickert. I, he's a young guy. I, I mean, I, he desperately probably wants out of Pullman. Um, I thought, I thought his offensive coordinator hire this offseason was pretty good. He's a really good defensive guy. It comes out of the Craig Bull, Wyoming, oddly enough, like where then they provided some defensive coordinators around college football. <laughs> Um, that North, and that's that North Dakota State defense that largely has worked at this level. Um, he, I thought he, the hire that he made for offensive quarter should have worked out better this offseason. I'm not necessarily sold on Cam Ward. I mean, I would at least, I mean, if you're going to interview Wilcox, you might as well interview Dicker. Dicker did about the same with a whole hell of a lot less. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Washington State. Um, I do think, I mean, like, look, I mean, even Wilcox, I think he would do fine at Arizona. I just don't like, I don't think like, I, I do think like more often than not, like the guys that are successful and don't leave, like that's pure luck. Like when Utah promoted Kyle Whittingham, like did they really think they were going to have Kyle Whittingham forever? Right. <laughs> like that's just this? right. Or like you end up like, I mean, Arizona is just not, uh, not the kind of school where it's like, Nick Saban where he's at Alabama where he's clearly not going back to the NFL and there's nowhere it's going to get better for him. And so that's okay. I mean, like it would be wonderful if Arizona well, Harbaugh's about to leave Michigan and they just won a national championship and he's an and alum. He went to school. Yeah. So, I mean, any coach can leave for any reason. So to be a, to not hire someone who you think is the best candidate because you're afraid they're going to leave you like, no, like, I, I can't get on board with that. Like, I'll go I'll through this, this again. Up. Like, I'll go through this again three years from now if that means Arizona's yeah. coming off another 10-win season or a playoff berth. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, yes. like, now this is like the fast forward to three years from now. I'm just like, damn it, again, this coach was so good. Arizona's in ruins. Like, I get that. But this is still way better than trying to find a coach after a zero-win season or on Give the, the wins, heels of like a 12-game losing streak. You know, all those things. Yeah. Like, yeah. We... we we were talking about this before uh, before you joined, Rob, where it's like you need a lot of externality things to break your way for things to fall out for it to be more than a five-year commitment anywhere. Yeah. Um, and, and, and and I think your point is well taken of, you know, the, the, the person that hires, the hired, hard part is hiring the right staff. Yeah. And I want to, I would, I would like to pivot for a second though, because hiring is the hardest thing to do as somebody that's hired a lot of people as well. Do you trust Dave Hickey and Robert Robbins to make this hire? Oh man. Okay, so uh, they're they're one for they're one for two, right? I mean, like these are the same guys that hired Kevin Sumlin. Um and I mean, look, they also hired Tommy Lloyd, right? And I like that hire for the most part too. Um you know, Lloyd can be a little frustrating at times, but I think overall, I think Arizona fans have to be really happy. I mean, and, and even when they lose games, they're usually far more fun to watch than some of the Sean Miller teams, which I will take any day. Um, but I think the, you know, I, I do think with Hiki, and, and that's why I think Brennan's like Brent Brennan's a name to watch out for here because Fish was in that first hiring and missed out and got you know got passed over for Sumlin and and maybe was the and so I think it's somebody that they're clearly know and are comfortable with. Um, I don't. Robbins is I mean Robbins is the wild card to me. Like I feel like Robbins is the reason partly we ended up with Sumlin. More more so, um, I'm I'm astonished she still has a job. Um, if you're the CEO and you oversaw that kind of a financial screw up, like in the private sector, you're not keeping the job. Um, but I, I do think that um, I, I'm okay with most of the names on there. I'm a little surprised Wilcox got an interview. Um, 
but I, I think I'm mostly okay with them making this higher. I think the the main thing to watch out for is and and look, I know in a lot of Arizona fans are like are pushing for this, you know, the Nansen hire or the Brendan Carroll hire, um, is to not get emotional about it because ultimately, like, I mean, look, I mean, like, you've we've. I mean, and I, you know, you've seen this movie before where somebody like, and we didn't get to see it with Arizona, like if Jed Fish had left before the bowl game and like Nansen or Carroll had been the head coach for the bowl game and Arizona pulls out some astonishing win. And then they're like, Oh, the players demand he's the head coach. And then you do that. And then like, it doesn't, it may not really work. Like that happened at um, West Virginia years and years ago. Like after Rich Rod left, Stu- Bill Stewart got the job and he was terrible. And so like, I, I just said, like, you got to make, don't promote people in the heat of the moment, you know, that you that don't have the resume for the job, right? Like you don't, don't let the heat of the moment and a lot of emotions going around. Like I want Fafita and McMillan to stay. I do. Absolutely. I also think that like, if you hire the right coach, they're going to stick around. And if they don't, that's, that's okay. Like they're going to get offered bananas of money. Like, Programs that are not Washington are going to offer them more money than Washington ever could if they hit the portal, right? Like, I mean, this is, they're that good. They are better than Washington good. Um, and so, and not to mention, I'd pro- I'm sure they probably burned their bridges with Jed Fish after the three-minute team meeting. Um, but I think that, you know, I, I want them to make a decision that is not just about next year because I don't want to have, I don't want to have something where like, oh, we made the decision to try to keep the roster together and it doesn't work out. Like I want to minimize the chance of like a full bottom out. Cause that yeah. sucks. That yeah. sucks. Like I would love to have, like, I think there's real, like, I would love, like, let's hire somebody that has definite upside too. But the part when you hire off of a resume is you're also minimizing your downside risk, right? You know, you've seen this person do stuff like this before you're minimizing the risk that they totally bomb out at the job. Um, and that's like, I mean, look, maybe the new person you hire a play caller that can come in, maybe Carol stays on as your offensive line coach and offensive coordinator and title. Like that could work, right? Like none of this, like, I mean, Johnny Nansen's probably like Johnny Nansen's like best friends with Sark. So he's probably not coming back unless you offer him the head coaching job. That's okay. I'm more mad that they took Dwayne Aquino. I was like, guys, like, I mean, I, I, like even if Johnny Nance was still calling plays, like Dwayne Aquina's game planning was probably carrying a lot of this, right? Like I was like when that one was like, oh, that hurts. That hurts in my soul. Because <laughs> he loves Tucson and like it kind of retired sort of like to Tucson and then it ended up like coming back on at Arizona. But that one sucks. Like Nansen was like, oh man, like let's get the brains of the operation. Um I just I want to see I, I want to see Arizona make a hire that I think like you have real confidence in and fans should, right? Like, I mean, I fish I bought them a, that leeway, I think where it doesn't have to yeah. be the flashy name and you're like, well, it could work. Well, how do you know? Well, I mean the last guy, like yeah. I think he bought them the room to go with that hot shot coordinator, someone who's never done the job and they can say, look, great offensive play caller, great defense, you know, whatever it is. And be like, doesn't have to be a proven head coach because the last guy who you're all bummed left was not a proven head coach. I think they have right. that wiggle room now if they, if they need it and they choose to use it. And look, I mean, like Will Stein is a name that Arizona probably wasn't being able to interview last time if they're able to interview him this time, right? Like Jed Fish was probably the best offensive play caller in that pool that they interviewed. And Jed Fish would have taken just about anything. <laughs> well, know? clearly. Like, Jed Fish desperately wanted to be a head coach. Um, and Arizona was his shot. Now Arizona's in a position where they 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 are in a much better spot to do interviews and, and interview people. And so like if you got like I mean, that's the part where like if Arizona 
fans come out of this and we end up like, I mean, yeah, look, I mean, I can come up with some positive about Wilcox if I have to, but if like Arizona comes out of this and it's like Will Stein is the offensive coordinator, you know, for the offensive coordinator or organization head coach and Arizona fans are bummed about this. Like I will happily stand up there and lecture them about why the people that don't know football, um, which is a lot of the people that comment about basketball better than I can in the Arizona media <laughs> space <laughs> who don't know football shouldn't be listened to about this and like there's actually a shot that like i mean that like arizona may have gotten in and got to go because like look will stein's a better play caller than kenny dillingham right like he is they were they were that's, a lot that's better a, that's a pretty strong take yeah they, they were a lot better under will stein this year than they were under dillingham a lot better um I take that, right? I mean, like, but it's just the place that it, it's the place that Arizona should be fishing, right? Like, if Oregon's place in the world is, is they go out and hire Dan Lanning, who is the defensive coordinator at Georgia, right? Like, yeah. maybe Arizona's place in the world is we go hire Oregon's offensive coordinator, right? Like, and, and that could work for us. Hey, hey Rob, don't just, just don't say fishing right now. It's yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, unfortunately, like Arizona's like, if Arizona wants to get into a, you know, a much, much better place, like it's going to still continue to be a build, but like, we have to do it sort of like Boise state did it for a long time, which is like, we might have to make a couple good hires in a row. Yeah, um, to have something sustainable. Hard. Yeah. Well, that's I'll hard take to a, do. I'll take that Boise state run though. <laughs> yeah. That's hard to do, but you can do it. Like it's doable. And you can build up your institutional support around that, I think. And that's the part of like, look, if we go out and make another good hire, if with the end of that, if that hire then moves on, then we're in a really good spot potentially for like the next hire after that. And maybe we are talking to like, you know, an even better set of coaches. Maybe we're hiring, you know, Georgia's, you know, coordinator at that point. Yeah. <sighs> Man, what a time, you know. <laughs> a week ago, Brad, right a time. Hey, it's a good time this offseason. You know, they're going to hire a decent Can't wait to see if they... I think I asked Justin Spears something about how... And we only have a couple minutes left here with you, Rob, as we let you go. But I'm like, I wonder if Chad will have an eye on someone who could be the next head coach after he leaves, you know, next season. <laughs> and then a few days later, Fish is gone. And now they're in this position. But certainly, it's, it's, it, it feels worse that they're looking for a coach because of how good Fish was. But yeah. it feels better that they have a different pool of candidates to choose from because of the job Jed Fish did. And, you know, it's, it's Arizona football. It's humbling. It kind of tells you where you are on the pecking order, but that is where Arizona football is. And like you said, if they get this next hire right, maybe their status, they move up a level or two the next yeah. time they're doing this three, four years from now. So <sighs> I, I think you, there's more roster builds still to do, too. Right. Like, and there I mean, might be even more after the, the offensive portal, line right? was bad in the bowl <laughs> game. Like there's clearly work still to be done. Right. Like, um, oh, man. But that's the stuff that like over the next couple of years with the right hire, like, you know, I think fish was still putting together some of the depth, right. Like that needed to be on the roster. Um, and I, that's why, like, I think like somebody that can come in and has a good eye for like, cause Arizona is still going to have to develop talent. Like we're not going to sign that many five stars, right? Like we're still going to have to be the guys that go out and get high three stars and turn them into really good college players that fit whatever system we're running. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see what Arizona does. Hopefully the hires may even by the time anyone listens to this podcast, that would be great, you know, quickly, but the right hire would be is even more important. And we'll see what kind of damage is done or prevented from the transportal Rob Bauer and beta rank sharp college football, 12 pack radio, the numbers guy, Gives us a perspective from like you sounded like a numbers guy with a lot of like the floors and the this and the risk averse yeah. and all that. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a guy who who deals with numbers. 
we appreciate the time, of course. We appreciate your insight. And we'll, of course, have you on again at some point, I guess probably during the next season when Beta Rank updates with what Arizona is, which might be a while given how much change they're probably about to yeah. undergo. Yeah. So, But either way, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on Wildcat Radio 2.0. And that's Rob Bowen. When we come back, our final thoughts on Arizona football and where they go next. Welcome back, Wildcat Radio 2.0. Thanks again to Rob Bowen for his thoughts on Arizona, what they should be doing, where they're at. Of course, you can find him on social media at beta underscore rank underscore FB. <sighs> Man, you know, it's, I do feel better about what Arizona's looking to hire now. Like the pool of candidates is slightly more intriguing than the last time. But at the same time, I don't know nearly enough about most of them to be like, have a strong opinion. Other than like, I don't think the internal hires are the way to go. For the same reason, like when I was talking to Justin Spears last week, I did not think there was a future head coach on the staff. Mm-hmm. And I still believe that to be the case, no matter who that coach might be able to keep. Yeah, the the hard part of this hire is you got to thread the needle between speed and quality to try to balance the short and long term. And right? you, even you do speed and quality, you still may not keep most of your guys. Like Jonah Coleman already entered the portal. Well, and can, I, let's just let's just level set with our our listeners. Almost every player on this roster probably probably should enter the portal because that gives them the opportunity to it gives them the most options, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, now that does not necessarily mean you know that they're all going to leave. Surely they won't all. But it, you know, again, I go back to the, the people I feel the worst for are the, the the players and the the recent commits that just got on campus, and like those guys, you know, they have an opportunity to they should put their name in the portal just to keep their options open, see who is hired. You know, I would recommend that they, or and as a fan, I hope that they don't make a decision until Arizona has that hire. Um, but that's, and that's where, you know, if this takes weeks and weeks and weeks, then that's that's how disaster strikes for the program. And it um, shouldn't take that long. I mean, they may not have expected Jed Fish to leave, but every athletic director is supposed to have like a list of guys, people that they would reach out to. And be serious candidates for their job, like always. Because this could happen. You're Arizona football. You're not Alabama. And, like, you knew Jed Fish was interested. You knew he interviewed with Texas A&M. He was linked to all these other jobs. So it couldn't have been that much of a surprise that he, you know, possibly could leave. And he's gone. But in terms of, like, the portal, yeah, we'll see what Arizona's guys do. Like, you can make the right hire and they can still go. They should go portaling just to see. One thought I did have was that part of me wants them to hire, and I said, like, the coordinators, which wouldn't do it. But, like, if you hire someone else's head coach, then at least you can maybe poach some of their players for 30 days after they leave. And this cycle just keeps repeating, you know, itself. But, you know, if you hire Justin Wilcox, is there anyone from Cal that might follow him to help replenish what you lose from fish leaving? I don't know. Again, that's this is terrible for the players. It's frustrating and upsetting for the fans. And there's everyone else, like the players have to do what's best for them. So if that means entering the portal, which seems like the most logical thing to do, enter the portal. A lot of, I mean, Fish was hired, a lot of the guys entered the portal and he brought them back. Mm-hmm. Like that, and like, in the case of Majon Wright, it was like portal, back, portal, back, portal. I don't, you know. So it's possible if someone enters the portal doesn't mean they're gone. But obviously, we all know that a lot of these guys, if they enter the portal, if they want to make big money, they can do that somewhere else. You know, the best players yeah. could, like, I mean, Noah Fafita and T-Mac, they could make really good money anywhere else. Like Rob said, like, better than Washington money. You know, Price Sock, yeah. Takario Davis, guys who are big first, you know, NFL draft picks at corner, they could go somewhere else. And, like, Jonah Coleman's in the portal. Like, he can go somewhere else and make some money. Like, if they care about their money, because now the loyalty to the coach, to the program doesn't exist, if they say, okay, well, now I'm going to focus on myself, they can get paid somewhere. 
And I don't have a problem with that. Like, I wish it was Arizona. But I respect any player doing what's best for them. Just like I respect any coach doing what they think is best for them. Whether it works out that way for the players or the coaches. Like, Dorian Singer didn't necessarily work out. I know he just transferred to Utah. And whether it'll work out for a fish in, Utah or in Washington, no idea. But if they think this is the best move to move on, then I don't have to like it. But I can understand it. And, you know, well, And those that. players got... Those players clearly did not know this was coming this year. No. Um, and, no. And, that's, and this is where, you know... I'm sure Fish is getting a big NIL pool to try to help attract all those guys, mm-hmm. and that was almost assuredly part of the uh, the pitch to him. Um, and I do not, you know, and this is where the the funny thing is. I think I heard a rumor that you know Fish is getting what like seven mil a year, and the NIL dollar amount he got to play around with is ten. That's the reporting, yeah. And like, even if that's that's a big number, and it's like. <laughs> The funny thing is, all these players who are the ones that actually execute on the field for these are still only getting at a fraction of what Jed Fish is getting to, to bail. Mm-hmm. And this is why you should, I, you know, I think you and I both are very much in favor of paying players. I don't think we should take it um, personally when they go into the portal, especially in this situation. I think they're doing what's right for them and keeping their options open. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also a fair thing, and this applies to Fish, it applies to Dorian Singer, it applies to potentially a lot of Arizona players, like their money is a factor, but the you know the funny thing is about people that do things solely for the money is they do things solely for the money, and that might not be the best long term thing for them, or maybe it is because it's a burden hand approach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's there's a lot of nuance here, and like you know all of the takes I saw some whether it was a poll where it's like, do you feel like angry, understanding, upset, frustrated? It's like. Why can't it be all of these things in this <laughs> in this moment, right? Like, because um, because it, it really is, yeah. and it's you know you we already talked about where I don't think it was handled at the end in the right way, or even just like with any effort other than ice cold slit the throat of the program kind of thing. Um, but there it's on Bobby Robbins and Kiki yeah. and 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 the you know uh, Rob talked about it, and I've seen some people be like. Their emotional reaction as fans is, I'm not going to give one more dollar to this NIL. I'm going to cancel my subscription. It's like, oh, man, talk about the exact wrong answer if you want yeah, to like success Yeah, if you, you want to be down on Arizona football, if you want to go into the camp that says, like, Arizona football will never amount to much of anything because it will never have the money to spend on coaches and players through NIL, I mean, that's fine. You know, you're probably not wrong. Like, Arizona football, that's just where they are. And I think that's the humbling thing about this. And I, we've talked many times, I've read about it for Izzy does this from like, hey, Jetfish showed that you don't need the biggest NIL to compete. And I think there is a path for it, but it's a very narrow one. Very narrow, where a lot of things have to go right and they have to keep going right. And did Arizona, you know, did lightning strike for Jetfish? Yes, it did. Can it strike twice? Absolutely, it can. But that's why the next hire, and like, that's why I think I'm leaning towards like one of the offensive coordinators, one of the bright young people who's going to take this job. And be like I have to prove myself, and if they leave, they leave. But that to me, I think, gives you more of an opportunity for that success because Jed Fish was the same way. You know, you can have a different personality, but that desire to prove yourself as a head coach that could go a long way for a job like this. <sighs> if, I mean, if if I was in the Arizona, I don't think you'd get away with doing this, but I would be saying. Write NIL checks with the memo line saying to outbid Jed Fish recruiting pedals. <laughs> and they'd probably raise a lot of money right now on that. But I yeah, I 
I'm with you, Adam, and I think, I think we've both gradually, I mean, reading between the lines, I think we're both talking ourselves into Will Stein right now. Oh, I mean, I, I um, think I have to talk myself into Brent Brennan, because like they interviewed the last time, they like him. Obviously, there's a lot of push from, I think, alumni and stuff to get him in there, and he'd probably be fine. Like, I don't know enough about him other than that it seems like everybody wants him. And I always, I don't know, I'm just, I'm always like anti whoever the alumni want, because I sometimes, and I hate coming out that way, but a lot of times alumni just want someone who was a U of A person. I'm like, I don't think that works that's, out. That's the wrong you know. But yeah. like, I think that's like, Brent Brennan's done nothing wrong. He's done an admirable job at San Jose State. Like, it seems like a pretty good coach in any other situation. But like, yeah, he's fine. You know, nothing well, wrong with him. And he might be the guy, and he might turn out to be a really good hire for Arizona football. But I think where I struggle is just like, I don't want the guy who people only want because they have a connection to Arizona, which, yeah, maybe they won't yeah. leave, but doesn't mean they're going to be any good. <laughs> it's, that's a, that's a, I mean, bluntly, it's a loser mentality. Well, it's like ASU, you, they've been crowing the last like 24 hours. Like, hey, you know, Kenny Dillingham's not going, you know, he's an ASU. It's like, yeah, but is he going to win games for you? Like, you don't know. And, yeah. and it, it's a crapshoot. This is Arizona football. You're not usually getting the best coach out there. A, you're not getting Kalen DeBoer. You're not hiring the Jet Fish away from someone else, right? You're having to get a guy who has to prove himself either from coordinator to their first-time head coach or like a lower-tier school. They're saying, they, hey, with more opportunity, more resources, they can compete at a next level. That's where, Or you're getting a retread coach who was fired for a reason. Like That's who Arizona football is. Maybe five years from now, they're not that anymore. Maybe they are another level up with this next hire. But that's where they are right now. This is an Arizona basketball, which maybe people felt bad when they had to hire an assistant in Tommy Lloyd. But think of where Arizona basketball was with the allegations and the possible violations and all that stuff. Like, just who is Arizona football? This is Arizona football. And it's just something that we have to deal with. Doesn't mean it has to end the program. Doesn't mean that they can't survive without Jed Fish. It just means it's they got work to do. And that's Dave Hickey. That's Bobby Robbins. With, obviously, the negative press about the budget miscalculation doesn't help things. But, yeah, I'm really interested to see who this hire is. Like, we're recording on Monday the 15th. I would imagine they'll have the hire done by, like, Wednesday. It has to be announced. Like, they have to have a list in place, a good idea, and work fast. Like, in a hope that whoever you get can come in, meet with a team, and bring in a good staff and convince them to a lot of these players to stick around. Because, I mean, it's, I can understand a lot of players wanting to leave for the money. But I imagine there's some players are like, yeah, I'm comfortable in Tucson. I have a life there. I like it. You know, I'll get to play and whatever. So... There's still plenty going for Arizona football, but that's not to say that things can't fall apart because things absolutely could. But you know that's yeah. just, it, that's it, where they, who they are as a program. And I think that leads into a question we got off the Twitter machine, Adam. That I do at Wildcat Radio AZ. Yep, at uh, friend of the pod Andy the Hoff at a underscore oof h o e f. I think I think we're kind of you just kind of were hinting at this. He, he just says, frankly, one, do we see any way this doesn't end up back in a year zero mode? And two, has the U, U of A A board just signaled that they will never make football a real priority? Uh, shit move by or not by fish. Hiki and Robbins dropped the ball hard. I, I mean, the first question. No, I got lost. What was the first question? Like, I think I know what my answer is going to be. I just want is, to there, make sure. is there a ch- is there a chance that we uh, like bottom out again? bottom out yeah i think there's a chance that they don't bottom out absolutely because just the roster right now as we stand before everyone enters the portal and leaves is better than it was in 2020 and just the arizona brand is better because at that point you're coming off the disastrous someone years the end of the rich rod tenure and there were legitimate questions can you win big at arizona you know they had had the what the 10 win season in 2014 and hadn't come close to that since Whoever takes over is taking over a program that won 10 games in the Allen Bowl the year before and is moving to the Big 12. So, like, the next coach, if they can keep the, you know, the bulk of this roster still, 
bring in a few guys because there's another transfer portal window that's going to pop open, you know, either from other coaches who leave, like if Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan and whatever, and then just from the spring practice, like if you can keep enough players and add in more with the portal, like I think the portal, so I'll, go to, I'll sum up this way. The portal means you shouldn't have to bottom out like that ever because right. there's always going to be talent you could bring in on a moment's notice who's looking to play. And you might only have them for a year, but there's always talent out there that you can bring in in a way that you couldn't, you know, five years ago, six years ago. And then the second question, oh, if you want to answer yeah. the first part of it too. Oh, no, I, I, I agree with everything you said. Like, I mean, the, I will just say that the range of possibility, there's more questions than there are answers right now, and it could go real bad. Yeah. Uh, but I think the, the safety net there is, you know, part of it is there's there's only so many uh, spots out there. There's more guys in the portal than guys than than there are open roster spots and you can fill a competent roster not everybody from arizona's roster is going to bail you can plug holes you hope to retain as much as possible you know i think if you can somehow convince noah fafita to stay i think a lot of guys stay Mm -hmm. uh and if you can do that and and you get the right kind of hire that can retain 80 plus percent of your talent uh and build for the future years i think that's a home run higher uh, and, and you plug the holes that you have with, uh, with the portal and you're not going to win 10 games maybe, but you're, you're certainly going to a bowl. Yep. Absolutely. And the second part of that question or the second question was uh, it, uh, basically, basically does U of A able or signal they'll make football a priority. And uh, it's saying that he can and Robbins dropped the ball hard. I, I saw that report. I, th- I forget. It was a Pat McMurphy, I think, or someone McMurphy. <laughs> yeah, I- one of, well, one of the one of the national media guys. One of the national puts, media guys, uh, Brett McMurphy, not Pat McMurphy. Pat McMurphy is not even a real person, probably. Brett McMurphy put that like, you know, mentioned him something about how I saw. I'm reading this. You know, Arizona had the opportunity to get Fish a new deal, but it wasn't a priority for a school. Source said, I don't buy that's, that. That's that's like, suspicious agent. Yeah, like I, you can make the case that. The Arizona Border Regions, like the New Deal, I don't know what the holdup was on the contract. It was just a simple situation where like, the Border Regions didn't want to approve anything yet because of the optics of the $240 million budget shortfall, or Arizona wasn't. Like, it's different money. If Arizona wanted to pay Jed Fish, they could have paid Jed Fish to the extent of what they could have paid Jed Fish. Like, is football a priority for Arizona athletics? It is. Like, they wanted to keep Jed Fish, and by all accounts, they had a pretty good raise on the table for him to agree to. But they can't pay what Washington could pay. They can't pay what the SEC schools could pay, what A&M could have paid. You know, like Rob Bowen mentioned interviewing for that job. Like, it could be a priority at Arizona and still not come close to what some programs can do. So I don't know what the ABORs, like the Arizona Board of Regents' role in this, if they had any role in this happening. But I like we were talking about in the first segment, but I'm pretty convinced that there's nothing Arizona could have done to keep Jed Fish. Nothing within the real, like, realm of possibility of what Arizona is capable of doing for football. Like, it's just, it's Arizona football. Yeah, well, I I think I think in somehow we even underestimated Fish's desire to leave for more money because <laughs> yeah. he did it faster. Um, and I I think the main thing of the Abor and administration is what we talked about earlier. The five year limitation I think is actually a bigger factor than you know making it a priority. Now, if they were if they were just waiting execution on not scheduling a special session, and if that is the case. Then again, like I said, that's a and then you could put it on Robin Vaniki for not pushing it forward because they can force that issue a little because the A board like when it comes to these things, they're just it's a formality. I don't think they've ever come back and say no, we will not approve this. You know, and and, well, and well, and just as a corollary to that, if if that was something and it was based on the optics of the financial thing, I will 100% say that is a 
damn loser's mentality. And this is, as Michael Lev has said on, on the Wildcaster pod and, and in, in an article recently, a column, a good football program is an investment. And so if that, if, if they were concerned about the optics, that is more bluntly, I think that's actually a, that is the best argument that they are not making uh, oh, successful sports. You priority. can make the case that both Robinson and Hickey have messed up a lot of things. Like Robbins, the budgetary shortfall or, you know, miscalculation is huge. And he's, he had the buck stocks with him. You know, Hickey and him were part of Kevin Sumlin hire. They hired Chip Hale. You know, some of these things, like, it hasn't been all roses for them. They haven't made all great decisions. Do they care about football? I think they do. That doesn't mean they're good at managing football. So in terms of like what Arizona has to offer with NIL and salary pool, it's just not what other programs can put together. Is that on Hickey and Robbins? Partially, but not entirely. So, I, like I mentioned earlier, I think it's just been a humbling experience for Arizona football to know that the limitations you have, what it can lead to. You know, like you can have something really nice. Like Arizona's allowed to have nice things, but when someone else who has more money wants it too, Arizona's going to lose that nice thing. And until either Arizona can pay more with NIL and coaches, that's going to be the case. Now, will they ever be able to pay more? I don't know. But until well, that happens, this will always be the concern. It helps getting you know, a couple rounds of getting paid five to $10 million for somebody to coach your coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, if you can, you can build a pretty successful program model around that, um, which kind of this, I think leads into the other question that we got. And I think we'll, we could probably end with that one from wildcat bets at wildcat bets. Uh, fish was a salesman. It turns out, but had the right mix of energy alumni relations, oh, excuse me, alumni relations, X's and O's development and NFL experience, basically a unicorn, which of those few things are the most needed in the new coach? Can we be happy with three of those five? I think it's just the energy and the work ethic is all that's needed. I mean, in terms of like the checklist of what they need, like the ability to call plays was huge, but just the energy, the desire, like he came in and worked his ass off. Like that's what you need in the next coach, whether it's mm-hmm. three out of the five things. Like if you have someone who tries and I, I remember talking with some people who are ASU fans. I'm like, I think Kenny Dillingham was like a Jed fish hire and so much that no one else would have given him the job. And you knew he was going to try. That if it fails, it's not going to be to a lack of effort. I think Jedfish proved that if you try, with the ener- if you have the energy and you put in the work, you can build something pretty good in Tucson. I guess the other things yeah. I got from pretty good to being a 10-win team. But you can build a competitive team in Tucson if you just put the effort into it. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to parse this out in a nuanced way, Adam, as I am, am often want to do. Mm-hmm. Jed, Jed Fish went about building the program and the culture in all of the right ways, especially as it relates to Arizona as a program. You know, mm-hmm. focusing on the poly community, building the culture, uh, all of these things. Now, he didn't build it to want to keep it around, but he built it in the right way. He just didn't care about it sustaining bluntly yeah. because he got, he got paid. Um, and so, you know, does that... I, I think the next coach needs to bluntly follow a lot of the model of what he was doing to oh, try I would agree. To build it. Um, I would agree. And then you just hope that the person there wants to at least see it through uh, to, you know, a full recruiting class cycle. <laughs> um, but also you need to not be afraid to hire somebody that's going to get a, you know, a, another big buyout. Oh, and, and that's, like, and, 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 and one last, one last thing, like, mm-hmm. People forget Jed Fish got in a contract extension 12, like 13 months ago, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not like, you know, Arizona can do one every year and extend it 
one year and it only is going to increase the buyout. Um, it's it's just a nuanced place for Arizona to be in. To answer the question, though, I think Fish built it the right way. I don't think Arizona can be successful with just three of those five. I think you need at least, you know, four. I um, think of those five things, I place energy at the top. I actually put alumni relations at the bottom. I think, I mean, you want good alumni relations. And if you have a good program, you usually have them. I think winning usually begets you know, positive alumni relations. I would think X's and O's can cover up for certain things. So that's a big one. You know, if you're a really good play caller and schemer, then you can cover up some talent deficiencies. And development, I think, is a good big one, too, because that can bring guys, you know, get guys to the NFL. I don't know if experience on a coaching staff isn't as huge because there are plenty of good programs who don't have a lot of NFL experience, and they're fine, you know, because they're sending guys to the NFL anyway. So I guess in order, I would say energy, X's and O's, development. Okay, I'll just put alumni relations fourth and then NFL experience fifth. How's that? I, I agree with that. Well, alumni relations, I want to make sure I understand what we mean when we're saying that because I think that's, again, just about effort. Right. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Yeah, uh, and it's you know I I, heard, I was listening and some of the people were saying that Fish was still having the alumni calls every month, you know, from day one. Mm-hmm. And I think that again, I think he's building it the right way. Jed Fish wasn't tied to any alumni here directly uh, nope. at all. Um, and the NFL experience thing, I think that works as a sales tactic to say that you have all these connections in the NFL. I don't think that's as important you know we're not trying to be an nfl team uh we want to be a successful college football program and Mm -hmm. i you know i'm a believer that you know i me and rob are going back and forth on twitter i kind of use a a poor analogy of the villanova for basketball model where if you you know and we've talked about on this pod if you have a lot of fringe nfl guys you can take those three and high three-star guys and turn them into borderline nfl guys and you have a capable enough nil that's a more sustainable model of getting them to stick around for their fourth or fifth years than a bunch of five-star guys that are expecting seven-figure NIL and mm-hmm. bail after three, right? Like, Arizona's never going to win in that model. Nope. Um, and that's not to say that you can get by without having any draft picks, but there's there's a path there, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this year's roster was a lot of that. Um, and I, you know, I, I but I, I in, gen- in general agree with your order. I think you need and that's where I say the fourth there, I think, is alumni relations as just effort. Yeah. I think that, that is. That, I can fold that, that, I can fold that in there. Like, alumni relations that's, matters. You want your alumni to be happy, but you also can't let alumni dictate your decision-making, which is what happens oftentimes when there's a coaching 100%. search. Because they want the person they know, the person that's an alum, because there's this mindset that you have to have an alum to be successful. And it can happen, but I don't think that's the thing. It's the norm. So, in either way, like, unless a qualified alumni is a candidate, then just get the best candidate possible. So, hopefully, whoever they can get, you know, has the energy, has X's and O's, or at least can bring in a staff that's really good at X's and O's. Same thing with development. And if they have an NFL experience, great. But I don't think that's as important as just being really good college football coaches because this is college football, and that's the, that's the world that Arizona is going to be playing in, not with the Alabamas, not with the Oregons. You know, they're going to be playing in this to try to be a high-level college football program. So we'll see. You know, Jed Fish did a really good job at Arizona, got to a point where, I mean, I don't think pe- most of us three years later were thinking that we'd be upset when he left three years from now. It would have been like, oh, they fired his ass. <laughs> you know, they did not. Like, they wanted to keep him because he did a good job, and that's a credit to the vision he had, the plan he had, and the execution of. Now it's up to Arizona's administration to find the next person who can build on what Jed Fish did. 
you know, at least keep it going the direction it is because it's in a huge up. Like the trajectory is up, 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 and up. But now it's just like, okay, we'll see. It's in a holding pattern with a pretty good chance to go down. Like it just the word came out, Jenna Coleman entered the transfer portal. Won't he's the first one, but he won't be the last. So the question is, one, does he ultimately leave? And then two, who else follows him? So that's what we get to look forward to over the next 30 days. But I would think over the next couple of days, Arizona will name a coach, and we'll talk about that. We'll have another pod this week. Again, like we didn't even talk basketball. I know men's basketball lost. That was dumb to Washington State. The state of Washington has just taken everything from Arizona. You know? And from you personally, Adam. And from me leaving. personally. Oh, yeah, no, that was, that was heartbreaking, certainly. Where where does my departure uh, land on the losses to Washington in the last <laughs> fifth out of three? Okay, that's that's nice. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> hey, your top five. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, well, I think we'll wrap it up here with that. Yeah, of I, course, we we're with I, y'all. We're we were surprised that fish left, but and we're kind of. I don't think it's the stages of grief, but it's like okay, just understand it's Arizona still moves on, right? They have to figure out where they go next, and there's some pretty interesting candidates being tied to the job and we'll see who Arizona can get to try to stop the bleeding and then keep things going the way they were because Arizona a week ago had a really exciting season coming up and hopefully that we can still be pumped for the 2024 campaign so what's what they do and and Adam I'm just gonna pat myself on the back for all of the this weekend I maintained my dry January through it I was gonna was say like this was it's like the airplane movies are like I picked a wrong week to quit smoking and he lights up a cigarette or I quit the wrong week to quit drinking you know or I picked the wrong week to be like like wow like good on you I guess yeah I've I have found a few uh reasonably decent non-alcoholic uh IPAs to help kind of trick my body <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh man I you know we don't need jet fish Jesus it's like you were drinking water man <laughs> hey, hey, Adam! I got a secret. Show you. I got a secret. I got a secret. Hi. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll we'll plan on potting again this week. Of course, we'll get into more basketball, and ideally, then too, we'll be talking about Arizona's new football coach. Of course, you can find us on the Twitter machine at Wildcat Radio AZ. Thanks for people who sent us some questions today. We do appreciate it. Obviously, we're all kind of in the same boat as you, just trying to figure out what happens next, what Arizona needs, what Arizona can do. You'll find this podcast on Spotify, on iTunes. Subscribe to us on both those platforms. If you're on iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. We will read that review on the show. Brett, any new reviews? Unfortunately not. That's okay. We might get some after this show. So thanks again to Rob Bowen from Beta Rank joining us to give us insight on what he thinks Arizona should do next. And, yeah, we'll <sighs> it's Arizona Athletics. We'll talk about whatever happens on our next show. <laughs> and until then, remember to bear down. Bear down.